I'm from New Jersey, uh, Plainfield, New Jersey, to be exact. Um, even the way I, I was born into a musical family, my dad, he's a bass player. My mom, she's a piano and um, organist. So I think I get a lot of that creativity from them for sure. Um, I've been singing. That's another topic. Right. <laughs> I've been singing um, since, like, I don't know. I used to go on tour with them on tour buses with the gospel choirs that they would sing, sing with and play with. So I don't know. I, just, that's, I think the, that being in that, those type of environments um, exposed me to a lot. And it just seeing, you know, everyone doing their own thing, I think it just made me want to do something as well in that type of, you know, environment, being in that type of environment. Was it organic? So, like, I have, and it's funny because I was just looking, I was showing my kids. Um, my dad, he, he was always, like, up on technology. So, like, he had, like, I don't know, like, I don't want to make him sound really old. <laughs> like, he just always had, like, the newest, uh, like, cameras recording so I showed them like he has I have a video of me actually like in the studio he had he has a studio so I would be in the studio just doing my own little thing at like three or four years old making beats on his old I don't even know what that machine was called back then (laughs) but yeah like I think it was organic definitely organic I have so many um memories of just writing my own songs um singing around the house just stuff like that yeah. Even, yeah, I want to say, well, when I was 10, this I don't know if I ever told you this. I mm-hmm. was a part of a gospel choir. They were very, very popular in New Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to them. It's Natalie Wilson and SOP. That was the name of the choir. At 10 years old, they asked me to join the choir. I was the youngest one in the choir. So they were like a young adult choir. And I was 10 traveling with them and my first TV appearance was on, do you remember Bobby Jones, the gospel on BET? <laughs> it was like a gospel gospel show. They used to come on Sundays. So I remember at 10, I was down in Tennessee, I think it was. And I was excited. But I didn't, I think, you know, when you're that young, you're not really like, as an adult, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's like super dope to do that. But it was really cool for me. Uh, it was something that I knew, like, I want to just continue to do. But we had a lot of different, we went through a lot of different life experiences that I was not allowed to continue to do it. So it was really, really something that was a great experience for me. It was really cool to be that young and travel and do stuff like that. Our travel, we would sing with, you know, Hezekiah Walker, Mm -hmm. um, a couple of like big names now, people that I knew back in the day, Ty Trivet, like stuff like that. People like that, I'm sorry. This is before they were like super popular. But the church that I grew up in, we had a lot of um, people come out of that church. So that was another influential piece because a lot of, you know, church people, I mean, singers and songwriters, they come out of the church. Right. Um, so I was around, I was exposed early to a lot. Faith Evans, 112, would come to our church sometimes and sing. Um, yeah, it was popping back then. <laughs> That's what's up. And I think um, for those listening, you know, Looking at Crystal's bio, <laughs> singing is not here. It is not. I know. <laughs> it is not. Yeah. Crystal is a self-taught graphic designer um, who is incredibly versatile and talented and individual. Obviously, you see she 
zone tour. You know, <laughs> what was I doing that day? You know, right. Absolutely not. <laughs> She's also uh, holds several professional roles, including owner of a House Eleven Design Agency, a creative director of OIA Brand and Bent Wine Company, as well as founder of Four Dope Moms, a community that curates events and experiences for mothers to connect and make time for themselves. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah. So yeah. let's just start with the first thing. How'd you get to the point where you pursued graphic design? Was that something you were always going to do or were no. there levels of you finding your way to that? It was such a plot twist in my life. So, like a super, I didn't see it coming. That was not what I wanted to do. I always wanted to be in radio. I wanted to be a personality radio. And um, I was actually, this is how I met Steve. <laughs> he gave me my first intern job at WEAA. Shout out to WEAA 88.9 FM. Uh, and, and while I was interning there, uh, I learned so much. And I just wanted to continue to work with WAA that he offered me a position. <laughs> but while working uh, there, I think, and this is so, I'm, I'm getting older, so my memory is really bad. Um, but I remember, I think Bass asked me to make a flyer one day, I think for like one of the drives, and he had the old Photoshop on one of those old computers <laughs> at the radio station. And um, I was just playing around with it. And I would play around with it so much that like, I think even after like my shift was done, I would still sit there in that room and just continue to play around with it. Um, and then I think I asked for a copy, like if it was a way to like put it on my little laptop that I had at the time and I, I took it home. Um, and I started like doing research, like before people would go on YouTube, like back now people use this YouTube for everything. But I was on it, like looking up um, how to do what I was doing. Like, how do you make a flyer? How do you make this? How do you do effects? And I would stay up to like 4 a.m. Just doing research and learning, teaching myself how to do these things. And then um, my close friend, who is my fiance now, um, he asked, he said he wants to start a clothing line. This is back then. Started a clothing line. He wanted my help with designs. And that gave me more, I guess, drive to continue to, you know, practice on on there. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting good at this to the point where some more friends of mine, I would do events as well in Baltimore. I don't know if you remember, I had my little promotion company <laughs> called Pretty Girl Entertainment. Um, while I was working and I'm just I was actually just trying to make money any way I could. So I would do events on the side. Um, and some of my friends there uh, that I did events with asked for flyers as well. So I started doing them and I had ended up like having like a little side hustle. People were coming to WEAA to pay me, do their flyers for the events. Um, and it honestly got to the point where I was making more money doing the flyers than the paycheck that I was bringing home from the radio station. And that's how I that's how I really, really started. And then I resigned um, because I was making more money. And I was like, this is really something that I'm 
I'm passionate about and I wanted to see where it was going to take me. I had a position lined up. I went to another friend from Morgan. Um, he had a print shop and I went to the office one day and I said, I think you should hire me. Um, I think I would be a great asset to this company as far as designing. And I know you might need some help. And he's like, can you start on this date? And I did. And the rest is history. Yeah, because I was going to, you know, I didn't know that. And I was going to ask about, you know, your first paying gig. But it seemed like it kind of snowballed into, you know, you doing one fly for money, people seeing it. And then after a while, you just have this clientele. Yeah, I had a lot of people. And I I had to, like, keep it on the low because people were coming up to the station and I'll have to like meet them at the elevator to pay me. Um, wow. <laughs> and then I'm trying to still juggle working, you know, the radio station at the same time. It was cool. It was really, um, like I said, it was a plot twist. I didn't see that coming at all. And then when I even started working for Rude Boy, it was, there was like another popular um, designer in the city at the time. Mm-hmm. And the And this is no, this is not like a, I'm not trying to play anybody, but some of the clients that that person had, they were just not okay with the turnaround process. So for me, I think what made um, the difference was I was quick. I was I was really quick on the turnaround. If somebody needed a flyer, they were going to get it in 24 hours. Mm. And I became that person. He was like, you know, go to Crystal. She'll get her bike back to you. And these flyers that they had me doing really pushed me to to learn so much like I was doing flyers that look like they should be in Hollywood on billboards people wanted to Mm. Baltimore was different Baltimore is a different type of city like when they had events they made sure their flyers look like (laughs) you were going to some I don't know I don't even know the word to explain it It was it really pushed me to learn so much and I I really appreciate it at time like I really appreciate all of that yeah I think that's dope how at the same time that, because, you know, right, some people learn how to do it and they may do the same, may have the same method or the same template. Yeah. Approach it. Um, or for you, it was an opportunity to kind of expand upon your um, skills. Yeah. Um, because of the demands of the, you know, the diversity in the flyers that people wanted and whether you knew how to do a thing or not, you know, <laughs> you had the drive to... Um, yeah, that was really cool. That was my thing. When someone came in the office, they said, hey, can you put me on the moon? I want my flyer to look like I'm on the on the moon next to Mars or something. They're like, you know how to do that? And I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> but I did it. Like, I, I would never say no. I would have these requests that were so extreme. And I really was like, where are they coming up with these ideas? It was, it was crazy. But I did it. Tell yeah. me about house 11 design agency the number 11 means a lot to me that is my birthday i was born 11 11 i'm not gonna say the year <laughs> i was still working um like doing contract jobs but i just wanted to start my own agency like officially and so i started that back in 2017 i always had a lot of clientele it was just like word of mouth but i feel like starting my own brand for myself because everybody knew that I still would do some work with Ruboy as well. Um, but I wanted to just branch off, not just stay in one city. And even with that, I still would get 
clients from like all over, like Hawaii, Bahamas. And these are like just through like Twitter or something like that. Um, so yeah, it was just me starting my own brand and really trying to push myself even further to to gain more clients, if you want. That's pretty dope when you think about the, the timing of <laughs> it all, right? Um, even the, the years you mentioned, right? 08, 2017. The, yeah. And when you look now, right, if you post a picture, you know, you put a little filter on it or whatever, you get bombarded yeah. <laughs> with yeah. people who are graphic designers who have, you know, their own uh, company or whatever it may be. That's true. It's like it's a dime a dozen. Um, mm-hmm. And we know, we just going to say, it, we know some of them haven't put in the work. Right. Uh, on Pro Tools, they're using apps or AI in this case. Sometimes. Yeah, AI is about to take everybody's job. But... Right. <laughs> take my job. <laughs> it's definitely, it's, e- it's easier now. Right. It's, it's easier now. Um, for me, like I said, I was back, back in the day YouTube looking up this stuff and learning. And even for people that went to school for it, it was, it's... I have a different experience and I've met people that went to school for it. And the, I think the way that they're taught too is like, you have to stay in this restricted, like you have to just stay in what, the, what you're taught. So you don't really get to kind of like show your creative side. You're kind of just like, okay, I was taught to do this. Let me do that. And then it doesn't come out the way that that client may want it to come out. But now, yeah, nowadays it's, it's super easy with all these different apps and stuff. So yeah. Well, how do you how do you handle that? Yeah, I've had that's the number one the number one per pe- like people ask me do I use Canva a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I could use Canva if you want me to. That's fine, you know, but you're not going to get that extra creative creative piece or something that Canva may not be able to give you because there are templates on Canva, right? And so even if you're using that one template for a design, somebody else is going to be using the same thing. And unless I feel like unless that person who is actually using Canva is creative already, if they're not, it's, it's still it's, everyone's flyers are going to look the same. Everyone's business cards are going to look the same. It's you want to have someone that can really um, give you what you were looking for and, and be able to express your brand the way that you would like it to be expressed. So, yeah. I always tell my clients, you know, we can do it that way. If you want to look like somebody else's, then that's fine. But if you want to stand out and, you know, have your own individual look, then I can give you that. And they're they're happy with that. I, I really haven't had any issues with anyone, you know, complaining about how to create their look for them. I've never really had a lot of clients say, I don't like this. You know, I'm, I'm very passionate still. And that's the other thing. Canva's not going to give you the passion <laughs> um, nope. behind it. So when I put, pour my all into it, it can be very draining, but I'm going to give you, you know, something that, you know, is worth paying for. It's the same thing with the podcasting space, right? Like if you're interested in a topic or, or whatever it may be, you know, the quality does not matter because you're really there because of the subject, right? Yeah. You, you just care about boxing or or whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, but there's levels yep. to it. And I think sometimes when you, maybe you're listening to just, just continue with the boxing analogy, but if, you know, you're used to a certain level of production, mm-hmm. listening to this boxing podcast, and then you hear another podcast with the same subject, 
same stories, but the production quality, the presentation is better. Right. Most people without the knowledge of how will just lean more towards the, the cleaner experience. Yeah. And I think that's what, uh, how you benefit having yeah. that experience and knowing, and also knowing how to use Canva yeah. and all these newer programs because it's the competition. Yeah, you got to stay on top of it. You have right. to. You have to. And it's never, it's never, you're going to be learning forever. You know, I've seen people get stagnant in this type of uh, field and then they're not growing, but you got to, you have to continue to put the work in and learn what's new, what's coming out, update every type of update that is sent out, all of that. You have to be on top. Now, it's safe to assume that as a creative director of OIA brand and Bent One company that you bring that same level of Absolutely. Creativity, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's that's just me. I think that's just me too. Like I'm very passionate. Whenever I'm involved, you're gonna get one hundred percent or more, you know, like so um yeah, I give that same energy to both brands. And I, th- I think it's I think it's pretty dope, you know, in general for those that are listening and want to look up, you know, any of this information, anything that Crystal is involved with. Um, but to just see you put together events. Yeah. Right. Um, even how they present it, you know, in video form. You know, I think a lot of your creativity is shining through when, you know, you're saying here's a promo of what we did or what's what's yeah. coming up. Tell me about For Dope Moms. That's my baby. I love I love For Dope Moms. <laughs> I'm actually like right now at the point where if, if I didn't have anything else to do, I would just do For Dope Moms. You know, mm. um, I'm so um, passionate about it. But it's something that I wanted to do for a while, too. Um, but For Dope Moms came about now. It's about what am I? My daughter's four. So I want to say it was like two years ago, officially two years. This is two years. Mother's Day would be two years for adult moms. Um, and I I feel like I always kind of birth things out of experiences, good and bad. This was a bad experience. I was going through postpartum depression. Mm. Um, and I I'm not familiar. Like I, and if you read some of my articles, some people have interviewed me on this topic before, but um I wasn't familiar with how extreme it could be. I was to the point where I was suicidal. Um, and that was like the lowest I've ever been in my entire life. I couldn't create. I couldn't design no no one's work. I couldn't do anything for anyone. Um, home with a new baby. So it was really scary for me. But I just, for some reason, I just kept saying to myself, like, I cannot be the only person that's dealing with something like this. Like, you hear about it, but you, I don't know. And even um, in the black community, we're taught to like, just be strong and get through it. Um, right. Or even go to church and pray through it. You know, for me, I just wanted to create a different um, community to try to help other women that may have gone through this situation. Um, and one of the other things that I'm very passionate about is events and so you know I think healing comes in all different types of forms um and healing for me is having a good time 
Right. And that could be with close friends. That could be actually just sitting in a park, looking at the trees about, you know, just something that you really enjoy. And so for me, I wanted to create an environment where women, mothers, if there's cousins, aunts that have, you know, family members that went through this, they could bring them all together in one room and we can have a great time. We can either talk about it and still have a great time, you know, or we could just dance and have a drink and have a great time. But in the whole experience, we're healing and helping each other. Um, and that was my vision for, for Dope Moms. And I started it. I started it really, really slow because I already was still um, still working, still trying to, you know, design. And then we were right in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> so I had my oldest at home doing school, you know, homeschooling and the baby. Yeah, it was just a lot. Um, so what I did was create little care packages that I would send to moms that inspired me. Um, others that I never even probably met on Instagram, but I sent them like these care packages that just reminded them of how dope they were. And I wanted to let them know they inspired me. Um, and I got a lot of good feedback. They were reposted to other mothers. And um, I had my first event two years ago. It was a small dinner and the connection. That's what I'm really just trying to do. Just create connections for other mothers. And that was really important for me because Motherhood can be isolating, and I wanted to, um, like I said, just create a platform where mothers can share and connect and, you know, heal at the same time. So, yeah. Wow. You know, I'm I'm, I'm sorry you went through what you went through, but I, I'm also yeah. proud of where you are on the other side of it. Yeah. Um, and, and to not only think about yourself— but to also think about others and to build something uh, as a, you know, as a solution or a resolution for what people are going through. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, I think it's just dope overall to head at. So Thank salute you. to you for it. Thank you. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's growing. It's growing. Like I'm still in the stages of, you know, trying to figure out which way and direction I wanted to continue to grow in. So there's a lot coming up. I can't even share. There's a lot. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so I assume this is probably the the project that you are most proud of. Yeah, I would say I am. Yeah. Yeah. When I talk about it, my face, I'm smiling so hard. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, considering everything we've talked about so far, and I mean, we've named a, a couple of things, but obviously being a creative, you know, we've talked about a ton of things you're creative at. Um, yeah. What would be your dream project? Oh, oh. <sighs> I, I, that's what I'm currently working on. Oh, uh, and that's I, I can't even share that with you. <laughs> Well, give us a, a very protective over definition. That's another thing. That. You have a protective, like they want to protect their energy before they put it out, you know? Right. Um, but I, I think it's it's a major, like it, it would be like a really big production um, involving some sort of like concert. That's all I'll say. Well, that's, that's good, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no. I, I, yeah. Trust me, that's what this is all about. I'm a creative. You're a creative. We all know that sometimes you you want to share because yeah. you're excited about it, 
happen, then you don't really want to say too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is where I am currently, uh, and I'm working on getting that um, finished, <laughs> basically. But that would be my dream, and I know it's it's gonna come in in soon. You'll see. You're gonna be like, whoa! But th- it's involving for dope moms as well. But that's <laughs> that's all I can give you. That's still that's still well, Crystal J. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. This is this has been very this has been dope. I'm, this is my first podcast interview, so shout out to you. Thank you. Crystal J is a self-taught graphic designer who holds several professional roles, including owner of LC Levin Design Agency, creative director of OIA Brand, and Bent Wine Company. And we can't forget the founder of For Dope Moms. Find out more about Crystal by following the link in the description of this episode. My Little Podcast is produced by yours truly, your host, Steve Ann Smith. This podcast is available on all podcasting platforms. So subscribe, review, and share it with people you know would enjoy this kind of content. Remember, stay productive and follow your passion. Peace. Oh,